Yo, what is up? Welcome back to the Moose University Do You podcast. So today we have a really cool guest episode featuring one of our student creators from the University of Alabama, Ethan Bain. Ethan is going to be joining us live on video from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So let's get over there and I will see you guys on the other side. Thank you so much for listening. Ethan tuning in live from Alabama. How's it going over there in Tuscaloosa? It's good. It's a little rainy today. We had beautiful weather last weekend for the big win against AM. So I guess we got need a little rain to cool off before Tennessee. <laughs> for sure. I, I gotta ask you, like, how was that game? Were you were you at the game or were you Dude, of course. It's my senior year, so I'm going to every game. Dude, I was scared. I mean, we had Jalen Milro in, and he played great after Bryce got hurt. So I was like, oh, he's like our guy now. Like, mm -hmm. he's 6'2", like 220, can run the ball crazy good. I was like, he's going to destroy Texas A&M. But we just couldn't get our offense going, too many turnovers, and just can't let, let teams hang around like that. And we sat on our lead, and it came back to bite us. And I was yeah. so thankful after we won. I had a buddy in town, so I was like, if we lose while he's in town, it's just going to look so bad. On oh, him. yeah. <laughs> that's what, It does, it. like, ruin the night if it turns into a loss and it's, like, everyone just getting, like, angry, drunk, like, running around the bars, like, <laughs> not in a good mood. But So you were at that game for that? Oh, yeah, I was lower bowl. Wow. Like, that was right on the far end zone. So you were – so were you on the end of that last two-yard line play? No, I was actually on the far side. Oh, that's even so worse. I was, like <laughs> – I was looking back between the big screen and the field like constantly. Yeah. And I, would, I would, like call my dad afterwards because he, my family's really messed up football wise. Like my dad went to Georgia, my mom and my sister, well, my sister's going to Florida. My mom went to Florida and I got to Alabama. So I called wow. him and I was like, I cannot believe that this just happened. And Georgia's had a couple close games too. And I was like, it's going to be the toilet bowl in the SEC uh, championship to be playing like this. Yeah, for sure. Is so is that tough with your dad from from Georgia oh, yeah. and Alabama? That's not been a very friendly rivalry these past few years. Oh yeah, it's tough too because every time I try to talk shit, he's like, "Oh, who's paying for your college?" And I was like, "Yeah, you got <laughs> me." Like, I'll I'll send you to Georgia right now. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. fair. I um I don't think there's much comeback for that one, but um yeah. So you were at, so you were at the game on the opposite end zone, which I know I've been. Nothing like to that extreme where it was literally like right down to the wire on the two yard line. But I know being on that opposite side is so tough because you're like, you don't know where to look. You're like looking across the field and then you're looking up at the, the scoreboard. And it's just, I cannot imagine. I was comfy sitting here by myself, like watching that game because um, I'm an old man now. And um, <laughs> that's just how I watch these games. But I was about to pass out. I honestly thought that. A&M was going to win just like once they called that pass interference call, it was like the two yard line. I was like, I, I, I don't see how these guys don't just punch this ball in. And honestly, like, yeah, that, that, that was, I think that was just not the right play call as well. I, I the, he threw it kind of on like a comeback route. I, I don't even think the guy, if he did ca caught it, what would have been in the end zone. So um, yeah, not a football analyst here, but not, not the play call I would have went with there. Yeah. In my opinion, we got bailed out heavy, but uh, we take 100%. those and still undefeated yeah for sure so anyways yeah so you survive you survived that football weekend are you going to make the trip to tennessee are you going all out that all out with it this year 
Yeah, I am. I'm, I got tickets to Ole Miss, Tennessee, and LSU. So oh, I got wow. a friend at Tennessee, so I have a place to stay there. But Ole, Ole Miss and LSU, I might just be sleeping in my car. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Dude, no, that's the way to do it. I think, like, really, especially in the in the SEC, um, for myself, it was always, like, I never would have been at these schools if I wasn't, you know, just, like, traveling around from Alabama, going to, like, football games. Or I played hockey, so we were always going to, like, super random schools to play. But it's such a cool experience to be a college student and to be able to go to those other games. And even if it is, you know, you're getting harassed by the other fan bases, it's, like, it's a pretty cool environment and it's cool to see the other uh, cultures at the other school where in the SEC, I know it's pretty, it's pretty similar wherever you go, but each school has its own little twist and um, vibe to it. Have you been to Tennessee before? No, I haven't. I've heard like some mediocre things about it, but I'm going to go in with an open mind. I think it's a lot of it just because going to Alabama, like there are rivals, like you don't yeah. talk good about Tennessee, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, everywhere you go, you're just like, oh, the place sucks. Seat, at least. I mean, I'm driving up Saturday morning, too, because I'm oh, filming wow. a video for you guys Friday for Moose U. Okay. And uh, I'm leaving Saturday morning, probably like 5 or 6 a.m. It's a five-and-a-half-hour drive, and I lose an hour going there because it's Eastern time, not Central. Wow. So, so that yeah. So run us through that weekend really quick here now that – because you're just casually saying this, and to even me or a lot of other people not familiar with – um, the college lifestyle, let alone the Moose University, like videographer lifestyle. So that weekend, so Friday, you wake up, do you have classes on Friday? No, no, thank God. All right, cool. So Thursday, you're going to Moe's, you're getting well, bottled. No, Thursday, Friday. I'm going to see uh, Whiskey Myers. You know Whiskey Myers, country Yeah, city? oh yeah. So I'm going to see Whiskey Myers Thursday. Friday, just hang out, try to get all my stuff done. We're going to Fisai, uh Friday night. I got Vice Tone. So I'll yep. probably be there until like one or two, depending like how late they can, are able to like pull it off, like before the cops come pretty much. Yep. And then uh, come home, sleep for probably like three or four hours and wake <laughs> up, drink some coffee and get on the road. Me and three of my buddies are driving up. So at least I'll be able to split the drive, but yeah, Dude, that, that, that is it's been a long day. Yeah. That is a weekend there. That is, um, I, I miss that. I miss those Friday the Friday like evening, even though, yeah, like not having class, I never had class on Friday. So it's just like get stuff done all day. And then, yeah, like going into that Friday night when you're filming a show, there's just nothing like it. Cause it's like, you're going out, but you also have a duty to record the people partying and like the artists and everything. Vice tones, amazing. Um, so yeah, it's just like, it's such a unique Friday night. And then on top of that, that feeling of waking up Saturday and just knowing like, all right, I'm, I did my work Friday night. I had fun. I'm a little hungover. Like, and you're just fully sending it uh, to Tennessee to go watch a football game and just, you know, have a day there. It's, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Every time I travel, like I hit a point where I've had a couple of drinks in me and I'm just like staying at school. I'm like, wow, I'm like really like not in Tuscaloosa anymore. Like surrounded by like, whole bunch of kids who are going through the exact same thing, but a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, it's a crazy experience because like we have such unique experiences at our school. And like when my buddy was in town, I was like trying to explain to him like the different bar scenes, stuff like that. It was like, yeah, it's just completely different. And he goes to yeah. Clemson. So like they're a little bit more of like a laid back school compared to us. Whereas like 
you can go out every night here if you want to. Yeah. Like there's going to be a crowd. You find your people for night. sure. <laughs> you got the yeah. Tuesday night cruise out and the, yeah, you'll find your people on wine Wednesdays and then Thursday. I don't, I, it, for me, I doubt people are still going. I mean, it hasn't been that long since I graduated, but I was even back last year visiting and I was like, I don't even know half of these bars anymore. Like where these people are going now is crazy. The town, the town is just growing so fast, Tuscaloosa. Um, and that's obviously because of a lot of the success with the football team. And you have people from, for me, it was like, I had a friend from every state pretty much. So it was like, yeah. you get to meet people from everywhere, not only Alabama and the South, but it's just like, just random. I don't know. For me, it was like, I went, um, I'm from Chicago. Um, so for me, Alabama was like really, really random, but for some reason, um, my grade had like 15 or 16 people from our, from our graduating class that went to Alabama, which was like a ton compared to the year before, I think had like one or two. And then the year before that had one. Um, so yeah, definitely like a ton of people trying it out. I think a lot of it is from like the football and the national land, like level the brand is on. Um, but it's just a beautiful campus and a beautiful school, beautiful people, just like such a culture to it. Um, so with you, were you looking at any other schools when you uh, decided to go to Alabama? Yeah, I was looking at a lot. So I grew up a Georgia fan, so like I said, my dad. So I was looking at Georgia really heavy. Um, I looked at FSU a lot. I really liked FSU. But then I came here and I toured it and I was like, yeah, this is where I'm going to be. And yeah. I like applied, got in a month later. And like, I was still waiting for my dad to see if I got into Georgia, which I didn't. But like, I told my mom, I was like, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Like, I went to too many football games there. I need to go my own way. So it worked out for the best. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Cause it's like, if you're, that's such a good fan base to grow up on and like really, you know, you're going to the football games, you're watching them. It's like, you were probably, you know, thinking that's your school the whole time. And then it's like, you do get to that point where you have to decide and you're like, yeah, I don't know. It, like it might, I feel like you might've needed something that felt different. You were almost like too familiar already with the Georgia culture. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like I just wanted to go my own way. I uh, had a couple of guys from my high school that were originally going to go to school here and didn't end up going. So we were like, Oh, we'll like room together. And I was like, Oh, that'd be awesome. Like going in with a couple people guys. And they actually came in here knowing no one, mm. which was like crazy. There's a crazy experience. I did the same thing in high school. I went to like a, Completely new high school than all my friends did from middle school. So I was yeah, so, used sorry, to where, it. You, where are you from again? I just want to make I'm sure. I'm from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. So I went to like one of the biggest high schools in South Carolina. So like any small school, especially growing up with SEC football, was like just out of the question. Like mm. I had to go big. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, this is a huge school. It's exactly what I asked for. Yeah. Where did uh, Where did most people from your high school go? Was there like a few a few of the go tos? Oh yeah, USC or Clemson. Either yeah, one. that's right. Okay. All my friends went to one of the two of those schools. Wow. So these past few, <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of faded a little bit now. But those years where it was like the Alabama Clemson rivalry every year was that was how was that for you? Uh, it kind of ended. So like I remember my senior year of high school was when I think that was the year Alabama lost to Clemson in the semifinals. So yeah, I think like you're already, could... already out. And I remember I put some money on Alabama on that game because I was like, that was like my number one school I was going to. But I hadn't really told my friends yet because like <laughs> I, I applied to Clemson too. So a lot of my friends thought I was like going to stay in state, you know, go with mm -hmm. them. But uh, 
yeah so uh when we lost that game i was like damn like <laughs> kind of sucks. Like, really everyone's kind like of yo why are you so pissed they're like why are you so pissed damn i just lost <laughs> oh, i like, put 50 dollars on the game that's why yeah but i was really pissed because i knew i was going to school there yeah but that yeah, rivalry kind of ended because uh freshman year uh they lost to ohio state and i was actually with one of my clemson buddies when that happened and he's pissed off about that so it kind of ended after that fr- our freshman year and they yeah. really haven't been that competitive since yeah, They're true. Really okay, so that, yeah, that because that was like my, that was the bulk of my college where it was like every year was just like Clemson. It, you knew it was just going to be Bama, Clemson. Um, I was at, I think I even like, I, I think I've lost track at this point um, just because it was like every year there was, you know, those teams were going at it. Um, but I know I was at the game where um, Alabama lost. It was in Tampa Bay um, and Deshaun Watson had the whole like walk off touchdown and you know the yeah. whole and then right after that you know trevor lawrence came in and we're like this is just never going to end so now i think it's a little more safe i feel like it's more um alabama georgia which again was a crazy rivalry for you and your family but um that one that one's scary i, I i'm honestly a little a little scared of georgia fans um every time i was at those games or like i was at one of the national championship games i think it was the one where tua threw like the overtime winner and I was in my section was pretty much all Georgia fans. I mean, the entire stadium was pretty much just, just Georgia fans because it was in Atlanta. And dude, it was it was terrifying. Like right when he threw that um, overtime winner, and like these people were so pissed off. Like some guy threw a bottle at the wall next to us. Like w- like just storming out. I was like, dude, we're gonna we're gonna get jumped. Like so I kind of waited a little to celebrate, and then they all laughed, and I was like, wow, let's go. This is crazy. So. Um, yeah, so definitely a good football school to root for and uh, be a part of. So I'm glad that it's really seemed to be a part of your um, every weekend thing where it's like this weekend. It's like you're on the team. It's like this weekend. You're like, all right, boys, we got to saddle up and <laughs> we're heading to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's How far day. is that, by the way? It's five, it's five and a half hours. So I'll leave it like five. I'll get there like around 10, 11. I'm just going to hopefully my other friends are going. They're going on Friday. So hopefully... I'll meet up with them pretty early, find a bar or something, find something to do. Cause I know like two people that go to school there. So I'm really relying on them to show yeah. me the time or else I'm just going to end up at the bar and spend a lot of money. But. Yeah, for sure. I know it's so weird going to other schools. Like I've, ten- I've actually never been to Tennessee, but pretty much every other SEC school. And it just, you really do have to be on your toes. Cause you like, don't know a lot of the rules, a lot of the different bars, like you could walk it. I mean, I've had even just at like, some other SEC schools have had some sketch run-ins where you're just like, all the, like you don't know if you're going into a bar that's like super strict about IDs or like um, just like getting kicked out, stuff like that. I've had I've had my fair share of uh, times like that. I was actually in this is a random random story I'm bringing up about my um, troubled past, I guess. But we were on like a hockey tournament and we like went out. We were in Oklahoma and we had like a night before our games or some shit. We actually probably. We weren't even allowed to go out, but a few of us were like, yeah, let's go check out this school while we're here. So we were, we just, a small group of us like went out to Oklahoma, um, like on campus to these bars and we didn't know anyone there. I didn't know, I've never been here before. And um, you just kind of are looking around to see which bars like the most crowded. So we walked right into this first bar that we saw that was just like super packed. And we're like, oh, this is sick. And it's definitely, it was definitely one of those like houndstooth bars where it's like, you have to be 21 at the time was not 21 the bouncer like right away took my ID and like 
pretty much like they like tackled me dude like they it was like crazy like they like cops came over i was getting like i got like the full treatment and i'm just like on this other campus sitting there like oh shit like i should not be getting you know i don't even know if i ended up getting arrested or whatever it was um but just not a good experience so if you're going to any other schools definitely be sure to be aware of your surroundings and even if you're comfortable um like on your own campus it's always good to just like yeah treat other campuses with respect and just be careful because um stuff that flies on yours may not fly on others i don't know why i'm giving pointers to how to how to not get around it should just be common common sense don't go to walk i'm so worried so i'll get into every bar but i'm more worried about like getting denied just because i'm wearing like an alabama shirt and like because i feel like when people come to like visit here from other schools like we don't really care that much because like a lot of the schools we just don't see as competition or like (laughs) i mean we just know we're a good school so like you can talk a lot of trash you want but like when you go somewhere else, you got to be a little cautious because, like, what's a USC freshman year? And I was talking so much trash. I was a freshman. I was in pledge gear. I was so excited <laughs> to be, like, on a trip with, like, some older guys in my fraternity. So I was there encouraging me and stuff like that. We had some guys follow us out of the stadium. And I was like, wow, I probably should not have been screaming roll tide at every USC fan that walked past yeah. me. But live and you learn. For sure. Yeah, you don't know how long these people have had, like, built up. I know even like some of my friends who aren't Alabama fan or didn't go to Alabama, like people have some built up anger towards Alabama um, football over the past decade of dominance where it's like, you don't know how many times they've been like just screaming at their TV or just like losing and they just, they just hate us. So it's, I, I, that's a good point. It's for sure different than I, I do feel that same way where it, like at Alabama, if someone's, I remember like, like Fresno state or something was in town, like a, a school that would never really be playing us, whatever, um and you see those people walking around campus and their fresno state bulldog shirts and you're like oh yo they're like welcome to, welcome to tuscaloosa <laughs> like yeah. you're like they're you're so yeah yeah they're, they're just like hey guys like we're just passing through here um and you're it was like yeah it's very friendly environment even like a lot of the sec teams like um it wasn't like a very yeah it wasn't very heated when there was other um students visiting because you're just like hey what up like welcome welcome to tuscaloosa we love we love it here and uh we're just gonna beat you so like proceed proceed on through so that's yeah, that's, that's true it's such a different vibe yeah it's crazy transition between schools yeah for sure so all right well let's back it up a little here because uh now we're yeah we, we got all the football football conversation <laughs> about what you've been up to with them but before then so you what were you doing like in high school or like what were you just trying to like go to school somewhere like kind of the normal traditional route or did you have any other things in high school that you were really passionate about or things that like you knew you wanted to pursue in college well i guess this kind of ties in how we got here today um so i really started in high school with the video stuff and that's like how i ended up going to school here because i heard we had a good program and originally I was coming to school as a news major, but then like, that's how I got behind the camera for the first time, like mm. go out, film little stuff. Like my high school had a really good um, broadcast program. So I got into it doing that. But after like all the recent news stuff, like my junior and senior year, I was like, I really don't want to go into this field. It's so corrupt. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not for me. It's just like, not what it should be. So then I was like looking for something else. So I think at orientation, I ended up changing my major to creative media, just more on like the creative side, a little bit of short films, 
and I was kind of focusing on like advertising because I knew mm -hmm. that I didn't really want to go into Hollywood just because like it's such a you have to know someone or you have to like just get really lucky. And there's guys who have been out there for years just working as a waiter and like just haven't gotten their break and they're extremely talented. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just wanted to try to do something different. And then um, my freshman year, I kind of slacked off a lot. I was joining fraternity. I was rushing fraternity. Didn't do all the stuff I needed to do. And then uh, my sophomore year came around. And I got touched with another media company called Q6. Yep. And they, they were also in Tuscaloosa. So you probably know those guys. And, yeah. Um, they took me on as like their intern, and I was so thankful because I was like, I had no idea where to start because they were, I knew that party videos were a big thing. So I had like senior guys' videos. I had seen Q6 videos. But I had no idea how to get into it. I'd never filmed a party video before. Yeah. And I was shooting on my Canon 80D with F4 lens, no light. And I was like, I shot one party video. That was actually a class project about a DJ in my fraternity. And that was kind of a start. So I was like, wow, I can get on stage, like still have a good time, still interact with the party and pretty much get exclusive access to wherever I wanted to be at the party. Yeah. Like, the environment around it was just so awesome. People loved talking to you. People wanted to get to know you. They want, and it's kind of built from there. Like I'd meet someone at a party who would have another job and it just kind of expanded from there. Yeah. And that's how I met uh, Kai who introduced me to you guys. Yeah. So it's kind of sure. a full circle. Wow. Yeah, dude, I think that that's so interesting with like the whole starting with the party content and that, that type of video, because it's like, something about it i know exactly what you're talking about where it's like you catch that buzz of like yo this is sweet everyone's like looking at me everyone wants to be on camera like it's like all of a sudden it's like you put on the superhero cape at the party where it's like you've been to parties before you've been in crowds but it's different having a camera and getting access to like fucking being on stage like the first time you know you go on stage like filming a show or something you're like yo I'm, yeah like i feel like a rock star right now and then yeah. On top of that, having so you like shoot all, everything, you're at the party, you get like all this uh, footage, but then also coming out with actual edits and content from that is like just a whole other cool thing to have in your pocket because like yeah, everyone the from the party is it. like, yeah, like everyone's like, oh shit, that was that guy on stage that we were like yelling at or whatever. Um, so it's just like a really cool way for you to get involved in that because you really catch that um, attention from just literally filming people having fun, you're having fun, you know, um, just like crazy things can happen while filming that. But um, I do think I want to ask more about like, with the whole news thing, that's interesting, you said that, like, with the time period that so you, when COVID was starting and all of that, um, that was my when, sophomore year. So oh, that okay. was, I'd already like backed out of that. Okay, it was more of uh, the election, right? Uh, I can't remember what year it was. I think probably 2018 election, right? It was 2018. Maybe. Whenever the last one was. Okay. But so like that time period. Politics. Yeah. It was just like, I was going for like, my big thing in uh, high school was like humanity stories. So mm. like getting to know a person, following them around and kind of like mini docs on like one person who did something cool. Yeah. Kind of like what this podcast is kind of trying to do as well, which is mm. why I was excited to be on it. So I was doing that and I wasn't interested in sports media at all. I just feel like everybody went down that route. So I was like, I want to do something different. And that's kind of like why I switched to creative media. Cause I was like, I don't want to do broadcasts. Like I don't want to get stuck in a local news station working nine to five or crazy hours. I want to be able to do be free really. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, that whole industry, 
I, it is interesting with that whole industry. And that's why I assumed it was like something with COVID or the election and like whatever has been going on. Um, but it really is something that I, I feel that like it's, it's it, as a creator and someone who like, it's like, we're kind of giving off our own news now with like the, like your, your party videos, you know, like that's some form of news. Like you're kind of recapping like, Hey, this is what happened this night. But it's in a such, it's in such a genuine way where you're sharing it as like, Hey, this is like, from my lens, this is what I saw, you know? And I think we have such an ability now with social media to do that, where people are really just documenting what's really happening. And they're giving their own news of their own life or their own things that are going on. And it's it's weird to see these like traditional news sites um, adapt to it because it's like, I don't, I feel the same where it's like, I don't want to, I don't listen to the news. I don't want to like watch that stuff because it's got such like a poisonous, vibe to it where it's like i learn more stuff just like flipping through tiktok and seeing what other people are saying when i know that they're like just some person in their room like speaking speaking their mind as opposed to like a huge uh news agency that has a lot of like politics and deep-rooted stuff into it that it's it's hard to trust and i think for our age groups like our generation it's like we're growing up that way where it's like I think back in the day, people kind of grew up, you know, you flip on the news channel to get your weather, to get your news, to get your sports. And for us, it's like, we literally have everything we need on our phones. We can check all the weather, all the sports, all the, you know, headlines and through social media, like we're able to get that. And it's way yeah. less skewed than I would assume on other news platforms. It's, it's just crazy because everyone's a journalist now. Like everyone yeah. has something in their pocket that is able to like change public opinion or tell a story or however you want to phrase it. So like best example is like what was going on over in like Iran, like you would hear stuff on the news, but then there's people posting TikToks that was just like blowing up on everyone's feed of what was actually happening. Yeah. So like, it's like, why would you go through a third source party now that may sway what's gonna, what you see or how they phrase the story. And I can just see it firsthand from someone who's living it. Dude. Yeah. A hundred that, that exact, that exact example. I saw that and I was like, this has got to, I mean, it's like the first, major event like that where we're really seeing it happen live um where there's been other things throughout history like all the world wars like just like horrible events but we've really only seen that through the lens of like who's in charge of distributing that news where now it's like dude it's 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 horrible like i, I literally was seeing like videos from people in iran or in you know these places like where the hurricane's going on and um, we're really getting like raw, genuine news like that now. And we're just, um, I think getting more used to that. So it is harder to see, you know, the people in the suits that are, you know, telling you on the news channels, all this information. Cause it's like, I don't know, I don't need to hear it that way. So I think that's, yeah, that's a really good, um, I think that was a really good idea for you to like notice that early on and segue into more, um, it, it's like easier, more of a way for you to get your story across and to do what you really love, which seems like creative storytelling and creative media. Um, so yeah, you f you're fitting right into that. Um, so that's your major then? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm graduating this spring, so Sweet. close. How has that been, just like, how has that major been throughout these four years? Like, what would you tell anyone who's maybe looking into that major or, or someone who's like going through that same debate? Because I know it's like, even for me, it's like, I loved filming going into college, but wasn't sure if that was my major I wanted. Um, well, coming to school here, 
for this major, I'd honestly say if you're not really interested in like the short film side of it, save your money and just watch a lot of YouTube videos. Cause that's yeah. how I've learned pretty much everything. Like, uh, there's like a base knowledge that you can get with the freshman sophomore level classes. And it's really like camera operation. Mm-hmm. Besides that, like so much of what we do is like style and artistic ability and creativity. So I, if I need to learn something real quick, I just look it up on YouTube, but most of it is kind of like trying to figure out like what my style is going to be, how I'm going to deliver my message. And that's just something that's kind of hard to be taught in the classroom. Yeah, no, I feel that that was kind of my, for myself, I, when I was like, I don't know, when I was literally four years old, like I was like picking up camera, like VHS cameras, like trying to film stuff, like up until I was like 10. And then I got a lap, I got a first, my first laptop, which had like iMovie on it. And I was able to like upload footage and then edit it. And I was like, oh my God, this is like crazy. So, so since then I really like, I would just learn stuff on YouTube as like a kid. I was just like looking up like yeah, just YouTube videos on like how to edit all that and really kind of just taught myself through that process. So by the time I got to school or was going to college, I was like, I don't know if I feel like I would burn myself out if I went into something where for school I was like doing that because this has always been like my escape out of school was like, you know, I want to just go edit videos and do that because I really enjoy it. So I was always scared to fully pursue something like that or go to film school because I was like, I don't want to make it like school. Cause I just was never, it was never my thing. I was never good at any school stuff unless it was making a video project. <laughs> that was my always, I got like an A every time we got to make a video project. I on had the opposite experience of that. I relied, I thought like, I always thought school was going to teach me what I need to know. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really hit me until like, I guess maybe like my sophomore year that I was like, I can teach myself what I need to know. Cause I just kept expecting like, Oh, when I take this class, like it'll teach me this skill, which I've been like waiting to learn or like in high school, I've like, it's like, Oh, once I, uh, get to college, like I'll learn so much more and I'll like be able to like fully understand how to use my camera. Cause I was shooting like pretty much everything auto, mm. like high school up until like college. I just had no idea how to use my camera. Like my teacher wasn't teaching me anything. I was like, Oh, I'll learn it in college. So it kind of like took me to like wake up and be like, I need to be in control of what I learned. And like, that kind of shaped a lot of like the way I look at school now. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's wild nowadays, like just with, again, with social media and with how much information is out there where it's like, I I don't know. I mean, school in general, it's like tough to say, like, like that you couldn't just find everything you need to know online. And like, just from different sources and stuff, like for video stuff specifically, um, you can find like different creators have different styles and stuff, but still like being able to pick off of each of them of like, okay, I love what this guy does for his coloring. I love this guy's like camera settings. Like I have the same camera as him. And um, we just have such a, like just such an ability to learn that stuff. And the, the, the accessibility to it now is crazy because like everyone really could film stuff on their phone. Like I always tell people, if people are asking me like, yo, like, yo, I want to start with photo video. What camera should I get? I'm like, dude, get an iPhone. Like you can yeah, literally little, start to film iPhone and go crazy. Yeah. Like it, even for the stuff I do, like a, a lot of it I'm doing through iPhone content and the way that it's distributed nowadays is like really meant for that. And like, even just look at what we're doing right now. It's this is fucking nuts. Like we wouldn't have been able to do this a couple of years ago where we're literally connecting, having a full interview through 
some platform i'm recording with my phone we have like you know just across this the country too <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy so um and yeah in a few years i'm sure we'll be doing this like in the metaverse or something we'll be like we'll be playing yeah. ping pong and like talking or something on a on an interview but um so yeah dude it's just wild that we're able to like have this amount of information and also connect with each other like this this is really what stemmed the idea for the podcast was like i can be wherever i wherever i am based and really connect with college students all across the country who in my opinion all have really different interesting cool stories to share and um yeah dude so i'm i'm glad you're able to be one of the the first ones to really test out yeah. this platform because it's like this is just amazing that we're able to do this and um, get all this information across. Yeah, it's a crazy experience. Like, yeah, I never thought like two years ago that I'd be on a podcast. Like I remember <laughs> listening to podcasts, but I was like, it requires so much equipment because me and my buddies wanted to start one in high school, mm -hmm. like our senior high school. And if we were like looking at the numbers and stuff, we're like, we all have no money. Like we're each going to need a mic. And now I'm just using my AirPods. And I mean, you have a nice mic, but it's crazy. Like you just need a laptop and that's it really. Yeah, and you got your your camera. People are probably wondering, thinking I sent out yeah. like a film crew to set your thing up. Like you literally just I text you. I was like, "Yo, set up your camera as like, you know, a, a side angle." And yeah, it just works perfectly. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's wild. It's it's very very trippy for sure. And I I, I want this to to our view to our listeners viewers um, still with us at this point. Just another reminder that like you can literally do whatever you put your mind to at this point with technology and the way that we have access to all this stuff now, like full transparency. I, like we just said, we're literally just on like pretty much a zoom call right now. You're in your college place. I'm sitting in my apartment. Like we're just, <laughs> and we're, this is like stuff that's going to last and content that we're going to use. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't just say like, fuck it, let's do it. Or like, let's set this up and getting out of that comfort zone. We're like, this wasn't easy. Like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, why am I FaceTiming you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for this to be done other than like, I feel this calling to like connect with other students and like share these stories that I think everyone can benefit from that. Like even just the stuff about you choosing what school to go to, or like, I feel like people have a lot of similar experiences that they're going through, whether they're a high school student or someone who's like graduating and this is just such a great way to connect everyone and like get that information across. Um, so yeah, like if you're, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, thinking about starting anything, just like look at us, look at me as an example of like, Oh shit, you can just, just start it and it's going to happen. So, and obviously with the technology, like I've had this idea kind of for a while. Um, and then just really like, it has been hard where a few years ago, it, it, you're right. It's like, shit, we have to get the equipment. We have to get like the camera, the mic, all that, where now it's getting easier and easier to do stuff like this. And it's just, that's just another reason why now is such a good time to capitalize on, on that stuff. Yeah. I feel like the only difference between something like this and something more professional, it's just like your backdrop. Yeah. Or, like having guests actually come to you. And mm -hmm. that's the only difference. People are spending like so much money making like podcast studios and stuff like that. It's like at the end of the day, is your message being like, is your story being told? Yes. All right. Well, it did its job then. Like yeah. all the fancy mics, someone running your platform for you, stuff like that. It's just extra. Yeah, for sure. And that was even for me a struggle being like, I, I was a 
like video guy. Like I liked the visual side so much that I was like having so much trouble kind of like starting because it was like, I'm always just worried about the camera angles and like the, you know, all the different backdrops and all that stuff where it was like, yeah, that stuff that it doesn't even like nowadays matter where it's like, you look at some of the, like, look at like, I obviously barstool is like killing it, but like they post some of this content and I'm like, it literally looks like it was recorded on a fucking toaster. Like, some of the quality that they post and it's like it doesn't matter it's like just volume of content and like she like you said sharing that story where if it doesn't look super perfect in hd it's like we're still able to connect in such a perfect way where you don't even need a microphone and like no one missed one word you said throughout this entire thing i'm sure so that it's just it's just a crazy world we're living in and i i, I know that it's not going anywhere but it's going to just keep getting more advanced um as we keep going on here yeah, it's insane. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're definitely going to have to. We're, uh, Ethan is someone that we're going to hopefully be able to keep bringing on here and just like connect with you, what you're doing, maybe get some updates on how Tennessee weekend went if you're alive and <laughs> come out of there. But um, yeah, dude. So what what's the rest of your, I mean, just really quick, like what do you think you're planning on for the rest of the semester in terms of your like personal goals or just things that you need to check off your list before you graduate from Alabama? Yeah, sure. So the number one goal right now is just build my portfolio as much as I can. So I've got a couple stuff lined up, uh, coming up for that. Um, building a website right now, just started that just trying to connect all my social medias really is like my number one thing. Try to get some exposure. Something that's so cool now is like how, if you go to my Instagram, you can find my TikTok, you can find my website. And if you go to my website, you can find my TikTok, you can find my Instagram, you can find my YouTube. So it's like really connecting it all and trying to get people like um, interested in my content, which is just, get, I think it's getting better every video I make. And I hope people see that too. Uh, it's just, it's all a learning experience. Like I, I'm a strong believer in that I'm always growing as a person. And so I think over the past couple of years, I've definitely grown a lot, which is why I'm really excited for the future. Yeah, Costa Rica in that. two weeks. So I'm going to make a video of my Costa Rica trip. And I'm hoping that's going to be something that I can spend a lot of time on, kind of make like a surf type documentary, 10, 15 minutes, and hopefully it gets to the audience I need it to, to kind of gain some exposure. Awesome. Yeah, no, I love that. It's, uh, I like the point you brought up of like connecting all of your apps and all of your different platforms for people to find you because that's so big nowadays. It's like, yeah, I, I think we're coming from a place where 10, 15 years ago, it'd be like, you have to have some like CD with all your top, yeah, yeah, like your top work of your reel. And like, you know, you have to send that out in like an envelope to people. I don't know if that's how they even did it. Probably not. But, um, and then like, even a few years ago, it was like, you maybe had a YouTube channel or like an Instagram, but now it's like, yeah, you got to be on everything. You have to have everything that's connected where it's like, if you're on your website, it's like, okay, I could find this this guy's TikTok, his Instagram, his YouTube. And then really, I think each app in a different way um, has like, a, each app has a different way of sharing your work where it's like, you may have a full length YouTube video, but then on Instagram, it's just like a teaser for it. On TikTok, it's a video of you being like, yo, check out my latest uh, YouTube video, whatever. They all kind of like connect with each other. So I think it's really important to make sure that that's all tied up to where people can find you on all these apps because now it's like, there, yeah, you could just put stuff everywhere. Like we just posted one of these podcast clips on like YouTube shorts now, like trying to get that going. And 
just out of nowhere, like that's a whole different, different audience than some of these other apps. And it's, it's crazy. Like I kind of wish they were all just on one big app now. Cause it's like, there's just so many different ways to post stuff, but it's for sure important that you're just doing all of that and staying on top of all of them. Yeah. I had a video I completely forgot to post on like YouTube. Cause I kind of send YouTube's more for like, I feel like my family that are like a little bit older, like it's easier for them to see my parents don't check Instagram or mm -hmm. they don't even have TikTok. So it's like, I feel like YouTube's more of like the strict portfolio. Like if you look me up, hopefully you can find my YouTube. I have like two subscribers because no one really uses YouTube for like a portfolio anymore, but it's just like they're on the internet where if you look for it, you want to see my work, you're able to find it. Whereas yeah. like the TikTok's a lot more like connecting with people and TikTok's so much easier to get exposure. Like post a video on uh, my Instagram, it's like 200 views. I post it on TikTok. I think I posted two days ago and I'm already at like 600, which is like not crazy in terms of TikTok, but like for me who just had my first video, like be on a big screen, it's, it means a lot. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, I would go all out on TikTok, honestly. Like yeah. Instagram it's, Reels, too, it's wild. Fun. Yeah. It, it's wild. And I, like, I know YouTube shorts and Instagram Reels are trying to follow the TikTok algorithm where you just post a lot of volume and then it kind of just like puts your content in front of batches of people. Um, but with TikTok, I've just seen it firsthand, like change a lot of people's brands by just them, like cons consistently putting their work up there. And it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Cause you just get in, in front of so many more people than we're used to. Um, and that'll change too. Like in a couple of years, we might be talking about some other app or some other update to these. Um, so it's just always important to stay on top of that. And the bottom line is like you focus on your, work itself like the content and then that'll always find its way onto these other apps and um the people that are meant to see it will see it so um we'll definitely have, we'll we'll share all your stuff on here too try to get people to check out your work um i know you've had a lot of really cool projects we just did that um the one with moose university with the hockey team that was really cool um have you I know we talked about football a little bit, but have you like, did you get into any other sports content or like, did you play any other sports growing up that you've been drawn towards filming? Um, I made like a, not, not as much. I made like a little video from my uh, friends back home. They ended like a 77 soccer tournament. I grew up playing soccer. So Sweet. I just made that for them. But that was just kind of like, Hey, like I'll toss you $50 and I'm like, I haven't seen him in a while. Just come catch up and mm -hmm. watch our game. The sports side, like, isn't, as much interest to me. I don't know why. I just think it's because like, it's just so many people do it. Like you look at a sideline of any sporting event, there's already a hundred cameras there. And it's like, do I really want to be another guy there? Like, I like it so much more where I'm one of two or three people on a set, like really and feel like you get to know the artist or whatever you're filming more. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I think I was in this, I was the same way where I was like, I could have worked for a sports team or like a specific um, sport like that, where it's like you're on the sidelines, with the massive lenses, like getting, cause you yeah. get the craziest content. Like, don't get me wrong. Like oh, yeah. You can, you can sit there and you're literally like on the field with hundred thousand people in the stands. Like that's, that's probably that same type of feeling we were talking about with like filming an artist show or a party because you're just like feeling that center of attention but it's also different because like, yeah, you're there catching like very, very raw stuff too, where it's like, if there's a big catch in front of you, it's like, you can't miss that. 
So it's different than like being on set and kind of like setting up your shots and directing the act, the actor or model or whoever you're working with. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's almost so like oversaturated too. That's like, true. There's also a lot of people got, there shooting. Yeah. Yeah. You think you got that like one moment that no one else got. And then like, there's like five other people like trying to compete and send out the same photo pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it is more of like a team. Different. Yeah. It, it's more of like a team collaboration, I guess. Cause like everyone's really shooting for the same stuff and for the same page, but for myself personally too, I just, it's also like, I love working with different people all the time and just like, I have a lot of consistent clients, but it's also like, I like to work with other brands and like really mix things up and yeah, not no always shoot. Yeah. Right. So not always just shooting the same type of content. So that's the only thing for me that may, and you could always, like, I, I know some of our other, um, our other videographers from Moose university, like shoot for football teams and stuff. And they're still able to create other projects. It's not like just the football stuff, but, um, it definitely is like more of a commitment to just be, um, on that team. So again, though, just everything. Yeah. Just a different, it's such a wide, it's such a wide variety of ways you're able to create now. And I just think any of them work any of them are cool. If you're, whether you're into like shooting on the field football content, or if you're more into like documentary style, I just think we're living in such a perfect age right now to do that type of work and really to get your stuff out there. So you're in the right industry, my man. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Cool. Never wanted to join like that rat race, uh, nine to five. So it's a good way for us to travel and it's not too bad either. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, that, that's always a big thing for me is like trying to avoid the, the daily lifestyle of like, all right, I'm waking up and going to the same thing every day. And the, the big, the differentiator for me though, is like, if you like that and if you're waking up and it's like, you're super pumped like to have your coffee, take the train and go to work and kind of do the same routine every day of the week for five days. And then, you know, do whatever you want on the weekends. Like that's, that's great. Um, but you have to like, love that, you know? So that's the only thing that I, 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 I don't accept is like when people are doing that, but then they're also complaining about it. So it's like, if you're going to do the, you know, nine to five, like traditional route, just like find a way to enjoy it and love it. And like, really, really like, find within that industry, whether you're like an accountant or like whatever it is, like find your way through that industry and find a way to love it and really like put your full heart into it. And then like, sweet. Yeah. You have a nine to five and you do whatever you want on the weekends. Like that's awesome. But I think it's more so of the mindset for like the rat race style where it's like the people just don't enjoy what they're doing and they're just doing it to get a paycheck and then wait till they retire, which I just think is like yeah. a horrible way to live. So on this podcast, I'm really trying to like for any of our listeners, it's like, you, you don't have to be a videographer. You don't have to be, you know, some crazy, um, interesting job. It's more so of just like, whatever you're doing, find a way to within yourself, like find a way to love it and really like build your whole life around it where, um, you could be doing any job and you have the ability to love it and just like run with it. So, um, I think that for, uh, for us and for you, it's like so cool that you're able to find something like that, that you are passionate about and kind of do it the reverse way where it's like, I'm passionate about this. So I'm going to turn this into my life and run with it. And for some people, it's like, if they don't have things that they're passionate about, you're, you have to find your own way to just become passionate about like just everything. And then that love will come later. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. some people get so lost and like, I don't have a passion or I can't find my passion. 
and they're like you know picking up video cameras like do i make videos is that you know like is that what my passion is it's like you don't really have to just find something that you're overly passionate about i think it's just try stuff get out there like take some chances like you and it's more important too to find things that you're not passionate about or like that you don't like doing and you're not going to find that if you don't try stuff so i would get out there go try stuff and then like if you don't like it that's just as good because then you could just check that off your list you don't like it and i do think some people get caught in that they just like like they'll try something and then not like it which is great because you're acknowledging i don't like this but then they stay and they're like just hate it and they're like oh fuck this is my life now where it's like you could try stuff you i mean it may be tough to just quit your job right away but like just try shit out and if it's like you don't like it build that in and like okay then let's find out other ways that I can be myself and just like try to do my best work because I don't think anyone can do their best work when they're doing stuff that they hate. It just, if you hated video work and all that, like you just, it wouldn't oh, be fun I for you. To be on here. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Like about something I wasn't passionate about. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think you're in a really good position and, uh, I'm really excited to just like keep seeing what you do throughout your journey. Not only as like, like it's, it's funny too, with the college stuff, it's like, I love watching you from the angle of just like a college student, like the kid who's just like going to fucking tailgates and like going to travel to Tennessee, but then also to have that personal brand of like your alter ego of like at night you put on your fucking cape to go shoot these shows or whatever it is. Like um, it's cool to see both of those worlds for yourself. And then like, but when both of those collide, just, you know, you'll be, in a perfect place when you graduate and everything. So we'll definitely have you back on here before that happens. We'll um, have a lot more to get updated with, but um, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on and just really yeah, having this having conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'll definitely come back. Excited. To Any, yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to, for our first episode here together, um, anything you want to get out there to the Moose University nation? Um, I think Moose U is doing exactly what they are promised. They have promised to do. Like they brought me onto their team, and they treated me with nothing but kindness. They taught me so much already. They gave me an incredible experience, and I think it just shows that like connections go a long way. So make sure you're trying to build connections. Make sure to keep those connections. Yeah, for sure. And um, also to our listeners here, um, just a little like context, Ethan. So Cameron, Cameron Hall, who um, was our lead creative at Alabama, graduated, long story short, we're really trying to find out how the brand can still provide value for a lot of these college clients, like the sororities, the um, fraternities, all of that. But then how can we really take my story and how can we like translate that and hopefully make an impact on other college students who are just trying to like, you know, do what they love and find their passion and just like, whether that's videography or like, just anything like how can we take my story of just being a lost college student who like was just trying to figure it out i had like a crazy brain surgery like long, other long story but take my story of me just having absolutely no no idea what i was doing and then fully just like trying to chase my passion and then like i'm still doing that right now so i just really want to like make that um same impact on other college students who may be going through the same thing. And so for someone like Ethan, um, we really, we saw someone with talent, someone who had a camera and we're like, Hey, yo, like this is a perfect, um, opportunity for us to just like give you work and to really like bounce off each other and like 
even in a way, like keep us more up to date with, with what's going on in the college world. Cause like, I'm not there anymore. I may be out on some trends and stuff. So I love just connecting with creators like you and you're able to like shoot some really cool stuff that I just love to watch and see. And it like really brings me back to that um, core of like really where I started doing this. So um, again, like Ethan, again with Ethan, like really just taking that opportunity to like network with us, see if there's projects that could interest him. And then the biggest thing about like, so far us working together really has been that networking and communication where we're across the country, but you're like, you've been awesome to work with and just really communicate with. And that's all like, that's all we can ask for with someone. Cause like you, you don't have, you don't necessarily have to be super talented in the field, but like, if you can work with other people and if you can just like catch their vibe and really like, um, put some of yourself into the brand and what they're doing, you can really do a lot with your life. Like you don't necessarily need to be the most talented person, but if you just have a really good, um, intention and just can like communicate well, you're going to go a long way. So if people could take anything away from this or like the connection that we've formed, it's really just like, just put yourself out there, be open to opportunities and just be yourself. And you'll really find those like brands and people that you connect with. So I'm really glad we got to connect obviously, um, without even, we haven't met in person. So whenever we do that, that'll be, um, a big cheers, but for now I will keep you and everyone, um, in the Moose university community, community updated with the work you're doing. Um, we'll make sure to put all your socials up here and, um, yeah, looking forward to a lot more projects to come. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. Cool. All right, man. Thank you so much, Ethan. And then, uh, yeah, if you're still listening to this by the end, I really appreciate you because you've made it through and, uh, yeah, you're one of the day ones. So we will be doing another one of these with Ethan and a lot more students. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, Ethan have fun this weekend, be safe. And, uh, I'll be looking for you on camera. Well, first I'll see all the footage from this vice count show and then, uh, we'll yeah, look for you on camera Saturday. Yep, sounds good. All right. Cool, man. All right. We'll talk soon. Ethan Bain. Later. Have a good one, Walt.